The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music. So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I'm so happy to be with you here today. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I hope you are in good health because after all, good health is the only thing that really matters. Well, I'm really excited because I'm going to talk about my plant-based must-haves for stocking your pantry today. I get a lot of questions about ingredients for making vegan plant-based food each week in your own home kitchen. And uh, I've got a few favorites that I'm excited to share with you over the past Several years, I really find that I depend more and more on pantry staples and frozen foods for getting quick, delicious, and nutritious vegan meals on the table. And having the correct pantry items on hand makes the journey towards preparing mindful plant-powered meals less daunting. You know, it just makes it easier to prepare, and you can certainly create meals that are going to please you, please your family, and kind of integrate tastes that you enjoy and they like into your weekly meals. And keeping a well-stocked cupboard while emphasizing a well-planned variety of items, it's, uh, it's, well, it's really great for creating easy meals at home. Now, I do emphasize easy vegan meals. You know, I've talked about this before, but I find that more and more I get into that kitchen at night in particular, or even for lunch, even for breakfast, and I say, oh, uh, you know, I want to make this, I want to make that, but then I say, well, I really want to make something that's easy. So here are my top easy pantry picks. One of my top picks is canned beans. And I know canned beans are more expensive than the dried beans, but They're still very cost-effective, particularly if you look for the beans to be on sale, which is what I do. I buy them organic. I make certain that the cans are BPA-free. I feel that that's very important. But there's nothing like a can of beans to make a really easy, quick burger or quick meatless loaf or a quick chili. Of course, the ideas go on and on for making meals that are based in beans. So I keep a wide variety of canned beans in my pantry, like black beans, kidney beans, white beans, pinto beans, and garbanzo beans, or sometimes they're called chickpeas. They really add convenience to your menu plan. They make a great base for creating hearty, nutrient-dense, protein-rich, and fiber-filled vegan meals. They are, once again, inexpensive, really versatile, and, uh, well, here's, here's my list of what I use the beans for. Vegan burgers, as I said earlier, burritos, of course, soups, casseroles, salads, 
Once again, meatless loaves, plant-based cheese, vegan cream sauces, appetizers, dips. You can even make brownies with black beans for dessert. So uh, that's one of the first. Now, of course, you want to drain, and I like to rinse them before using them. And then, of course, you want to refrigerate any leftover canned beans after you open them if you don't use the whole can. Now, another one of my favorites that I talk about and use a lot on the television show as well is marinara sauce and or canned tomatoes. Once again, making certain to buy them in BPA-free cans or jars. A good jarred organic vegan marinara is my go-to staple for creating really easy, satisfying weeknight meals, and it makes a time-saving base for pasta dishes, lasagna, chili, sauces, casseroles, stews, soups, and so much more. I keep several varieties stocked in my pantry. You know, they just really create flexibility. I keep organic diced, crushed, and fire-roasted canned tomatoes on hand, and then I also keep a good vegan marinara sauce as well. And with a marinara sauce, you know, there's so many different plant-based vegan varieties. You can get low-fat varieties now. You can get so many different flavors of marinara. And if you don't regularly keep it in your pantry, what I recommend doing is going to your supermarket and finding, you know, a few different brands that are vegan and or plant-based and try them. See which one you like the best. And when you know which one you like the best, Watch for it to go on sale and then pick it up. That's a great jazzy tip. Now, something that really was not so widely available when I first became vegan was a wide variety of dairy-free milks. Now, dairy-free milk, man, it's all the rage. Dairy-free milk, man, all the rage. I mean, you walk into any supermarket that's well-stocked and you're going to find so many different types of dairy-free milk. So I like to keep a wide variety of both aseptic-packed dairy-free milk. Of course, that I keep in my pantry. Plus, I keep several refrigerated types on hand, too. And some of the different types you can buy now are soy, almond, rice, oat, macadamia, cashew, coconut, hemp, hazelnut. I mean, there's so many different varieties. It goes on and on. There's even flax milk that you can get now. And they're available in both non-refrigerated aseptic packaging and, as I said earlier, in the refrigerated section of any well-stocked supermarket. Now, plant-based milks, they are so good now, and they make a perfect substitute for dairy milk in recipes for baked goods, breakfast cereals, of course, smoothies, vegan ice cream, casseroles, mashed potatoes, and so, so much more. And of course, you want to make certain to refrigerate your septic pack dairy-free milk after opening. And I do like to check the package, usually on the package of both the septic packed milks, vegan of course, and the refrigerated dairy-free milks. It'll say in fine writing somewhere in the bottom there how many days it will keep fresh after opening. So you do want to pay attention to that. Rolled oats. You know I love rolled oats. I use them for so many things. I keep gluten-free, quick-cooking, and or old-fashioned rolled oats in my pantry. Now, quick-cooking rolled oats are not instant rolled oats. And here's the difference between the two. 
Old-fashioned rolled oats are whole oats that are steamed and then rolled into flat flakes. Quick-cooking rolled oats are made with the same process, but the flat flakes are then cut into smaller pieces, allowing for shorter cooking time. So I really am a fan lately of the quick-cooking rolled oats because they really make a great base for making homemade oat flour, for making so many different things, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But if you only have old-fashioned rolled oats in your pantry and you're preparing one of my quick-cooking rolled oats recipes, you just want to simply put the old-fashioned oats into a blender or a food processor and pulse them just a few times to break them down, and then they'll measure out properly for your recipe. Once again, rolled oats, a favorite. I do buy the gluten-free, and they are so versatile. I use them in, you know, the regular applications for oats, cookies, muffins, pie crusts, cakes, crisps, pie fillings, quick breads. But I also use them in meatless loaves, gravies, vegan burgers to bind them together. Of course, I like cooked oatmeal with dairy-free milk, raisins, and a little bit of shredded dried coconut served with maple syrup. Really, really delicious. And in a flash, you can turn your rolled oats into fresh flour. Now for this, you can use either the quick cooking rolled oats or the old-fashioned rolled oats. And if you need them to be gluten-free, make certain to buy certified gluten-free rolled oats. And that's what you want to use. And to make your quick homemade oat flour, you're simply going to pour some rolled oats into a blender and process it into a coarse or a fine flour. And that's all you need to do. So rolled oats, another favorite in my pantry. Quinoa. Quinoa is another staple I like to store in my pantry. After I open it, I do store it in the refrigerator, by the way, as I do with the rolled oats. I don't know. I just feel like it keeps it fresher that way. But of course, I leave that up to you. But I like the white and the tricolor quinoa. It has such a nutty taste. It's, of course, packed with high-quality plant-based protein. And it's often touted as being a superfood. It makes an excellent alternative to brown rice. And quinoa is technically a seed, not a grain. But since its texture, taste, and preparation method echoes that of many whole grains, it's often categorized or thought of as a grain. Now, I use quinoa as a main dish cooked with canned peas or beans. That's really, really easy to do. All you do is put your quinoa in the pan, add your water, and then you're just going to add your canned beans that have been drained and rinsed, your spices, maybe some turmeric, maybe some chili powder, maybe some curry powder, whatever you want to spice it up with, and then just cook it, cook it up. It makes a really, really easy, easy main dish for a dinner. And if I do that with peas, I cook the quinoa for 10 minutes and then I add frozen peas and let it finish cooking that way. Make sure the peas are thoroughly cooked. So it's really good. You can use it as a main dish, a side dish, or as a base for 
burgers. Quinoa is a great base for burgers. Quinoa is a great base for casseroles, meatless loaves, salads. I love making a cold salad in the summer. I cook my quinoa the day before. Maybe I cook it in a little veggie broth. You can cook it in just water if you like. And then I use it as a base for a wonderful, wonderful summer salad. You can add artichoke hearts. You can add chickpeas and carrots, celery, uh, you can add so many different things. Of course, a little onion spices it up. Some fresh herbs in the summertime. Really, really fantastic. So quinoa, that's another thing I love to keep in my pantry. And for number five of my favorite, it's kind of a different one, but it's tahini, sesame tahini. It's so versatile. It's made by grinding hulled or unhulled sesame seeds into a really, really creamy paste. And tahini is traditionally used in hummus, but I like to use it in place of vegan buttery spread, in cookies, in pie crusts. love to make a salad dressing out of tahini. I've got a great salad dressing. You just put some tahini in a bowl, add some tamari, add a little bit of water, and whisk, whisk, whisk. Makes a wonderful quick dressing for your salad or for over your steamed vegetables at night. Fantastic. Like to put it in my smoothies. I use it in vegan burgers as a binder to hold the burger together. I use it in meat free meatloafs for the same reason. So many applications for tahini. And it's available in jars or cans, and it's found in the nut butter or the ethnic food section of your supermarket. And of course, you want to make certain to refrigerate your tahini after opening. Very, very, very important. Well, there's a few other things, my longer list, that I like to keep in my pantry for adding taste quickly to a meal. And here's just a few of them. I like to keep the baby artichoke hearts canned, packed in water, or jarred. Of course, you want to refrigerate those after opening. Unsweetened, shredded, dried coconut, ketchup, of course, lentils, That's a great thing to keep in your pantry. Great to whip up a quick red lentil soup. I do keep, believe it or not, canned mushrooms in my pantry because if I find I want to make a quick lasagna or a quick casserole and I don't have fresh mushrooms, I use the canned. And they really work out quite well because as we all know, when you buy mushrooms, they don't stay fresh in your refrigerator very long. And if you're just shopping once a week or every two weeks or you're shopping intermittently, uh, the canned mushrooms are really handy to have on hand. Of course, mustard, olives. I love all different kinds of olives and they're great for making a tofu eggless salad, a chickpea eggless salad for putting in your regular green salad. Of course, I keep nuts. I like cashews, pecans, walnuts, and make sure to refrigerate them after opening or freeze them for long-term storage. Very important with your nuts. I like raisins, dried cherries, dried cranberries, fantastic. And I do keep some soups on hand, some canned BPA-free vegan soups. The BPA-free is very, very important. And you want to try to find a vegan soup that's canned that's lower in sodium. That's the biggest thing with canned soups. They can be very high in sodium. 
I also keep some seeds, some sunflower seeds. Once again, you want to refrigerate those. I use the salted and or the raw roasted. I like them roasted and salted actually best, but the raw are good for certain recipes. I do keep some sweeteners, some dark brown sugar, some cane sugar, and some maple syrup when I want to do some fancy vegan baking. And I also like tamari. And of course, if you want a soy-free type of tamari taste, you can use coconut aminos. And once again, refrigerate after opening. And that's a good base of what I like to keep stocked in my pantry. Then stocking the freezer. These days, I depend on my freezer to have frozen items stored when fresh food is not on hand. And here's just a couple of them. I keep bananas, which I peel and I freeze in tightly sealed freezer bags. I only keep them frozen up to about two weeks. After that, they get kind of, they get a lot of freezer burn on them. So you want to kind of do it once a week. Blueberries, strawberries, and raspberries. Broccoli florets. Burgers. Of course, you want them to be vegan. Frozen green beans. Frozen mangoes and or peaches. Frozen peas. And uh, those are a few of the things I like to keep in my freezer. So overall, here's the way I see it. If you keep items in your pantry and in your freezer so that when you haven't been to the supermarket, you can just whip up a quick meal in a flash that's easy, vegan, and is going to be tasty for your family, you're going to be more tempted to make a meal that's more nutritious rather than trying to just grab for some fast food or just chips or something like that. That's how I do it. I just make sure I've got everything on hand so that I can whip up something in a flash. And of course, we're on this subject. So here's an easy, easy recipe. And it's my recipe of the week. Vegan and delicious. My recipe of the week. And it's my rockin' black bean burger. Ooh, this is an easy one. It's so delicious. Hearty black beans, walnuts, and rolled oats combined with some snazzy spices create a really rockin' vegan burger. And it stands front and center for an easy and satisfying meal. This is a fan favorite, folks. You're going to find this recipe on the website, and it's episode 905, Rockin' Vegan Burger. And that's under season nine recipes episode 905. And here is how it goes. Going to start off with one can, about 14 to 16 ounces of black beans drained and rinsed. And this is a fan favorite. So I've had a lot of questions about what type of beans to use. If you don't have the black beans on hand, you can also use pinto beans. You can even use white beans with this burger if you like, but I like the black beans the best. Then a third cup of flavorful tomato sauce or marinara sauce, two tablespoons of ketchup, one rounded teaspoon of smoked paprika, one teaspoon of Italian seasoning blend, half a teaspoon garlic powder, one and a half cups of walnut halves. You can also use pecan halves, half cup gluten-free quick cooking rolled oats, two teaspoons extra virgin olive oil, plus more as needed. And you're just going to use that to coat the pan and the measuring cup. So if you are on an oil-free diet, you can just get rid of that olive oil and make this recipe oil-free. So that's a great jazzy tip. 
All you do is preheat the oven to 375, line a large rimmed baking sheet with unbleached parchment paper. Then you're going to lightly coat your parchment paper with the two teaspoons of oil, which as I said earlier is optional. Put the beans, the marinara sauce, the ketchup, smoked paprika, Italian seasoning, and garlic powder into a medium-sized bowl and coarsely mash using a potato masher or large fork. Then put the walnuts into a blender and process into coarse crumbs. Add the ground walnuts and the oats to the bean mixture and stir with a large spoon until thoroughly combined. Then to form your burgers, you're just going to scoop up a third cup of the mixture using a lightly oiled measuring cup and then firmly pack the burger mixture into the measuring cup and drop it into the prepared pan. Then gently press the burger into a shape of a burger. It's as easy as that. Then you're going to continue in this manner until you have a total of seven burgers. Then bake the burgers for 14 minutes, remove the pan from the oven, flip those babies over, and bake them for an additional 10 to 20 minutes. It depends on how crispy you like them. You do want to check them often because they can burn pretty quickly. Just want to cook them until the burgers are golden brown on the bottom and around the edges. You don't want to overcook them or the burgers will be too dry. Transfer them to a wire rack. And let the burgers cool five minutes, and they're really delicious. I like them served over a leafy green salad. Um, My husband likes it on a burger bun. Uh, You'll see on the website it's served on English muffins. Of course, there are so many gluten-free options for your burger buns these days. If you are vegan and gluten-free, you can certainly find something there. I top it with smoking coleslaw. And I drizzle it with smoky and spicy burger sauce. And you're going to find that recipe at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And you're going to look under Season 9 Recipes. That's Season 9 Recipes, Episode 905. 905. And I hope you like it. Well, music today. Hmm, the way the world is, we all need more love, don't we? And this is uh, from a CD I did with the great late Julian Purefoy and her big band. And it's one of my favorites, and I think it's so appropriate for today. And it's called, What the World Needs Now is Love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing That there's just too little love What the world needs now Is love, sweet love No, not just for some But for everyone Lord, we don't need another mountain There are mountains and hillsides Enough to climb There are oceans and Enough to cross, enough to last Till the end of time What the world needs now Is love, sweet love It's the only thing That there's just too little love What the world needs now Is love, sweet love No, not just for some But for everyone Lord, we don't need another meadow There are cornfields and wheat fields Enough to grow There are sunbeams and moonbeams 
shine Oh, listen, Lord, if you want to know Thank you so much for being here with me today. And if you want to find easy and free vegan plant-based recipes, just go to jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And do make certain to tune in to season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian, which is airing many, many stations around the country now. And of course, you can watch Jazzy Vegetarian every Sunday and every Monday on the Create Network. We're so grateful to the folks over at Create for running our show. So if you live in the broadcast area, be sure to tune in. We're here at Mind, Body, Spirit every Wednesday. So I hope you'll listen to us and I hope you'll tell all your friends about the show. And until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the Jazzy Vegetarian. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. 
Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.